Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. It's your boy Cash, one half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast team. My man, Mr. Prez, is away. He's moving into his new home, getting settled, so we gave him another day off. But he'll be back next week, ready to pod. But for this week's episode, we got NBA Finals Talk. Game 3 just ended, so we're going to discuss that. We got a few friends coming in. We got my man King James. He has an EP out right now called Prodigal Son. Uh, His EP before that is called Weather Report, so y'all go check that out. But he's also an avid fan of sports, so we're bringing him on to talk some Game 3 and and what we see forward in the Suns versus Bucks NBA Finals matchup. We also got my homie Mia coming in. She's a financial counselor and she is coming in to actually talk about nothing to do with finance. She's talking about that new Snow Allegra. And we're also going to get into a new Netflix show that me and her randomly just started talking about and, and binge watch this past week called Sex Life. If you guys want to stick around for that. You're going to enjoy this episode and the conversation I'm having with some of my homies that are stepping up and filling in for this week's episode 116 of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Let's go. All right, James. So, man, game three just ended. Bucks is still down 2-1, but they they ended in a route, man. They They're showing... That they not, they have no give up in them, man. What what did you think about this uh this series so far, or in particular game three? Uh, I mean this game, you, you know they they say a series doesn't start until a home team loses, so it, it definitely was a must win game for them, you know. But um, I, I definitely knew they were going to play harder. I, I I know it was a bad a bad loss for the Suns, but I really didn't see anything that make me you know, think that the, the the series was changing in their favor, you know. So I'm still rocking with the Suns, but, you know, they they, they played well. They played well. They did, did what they had to do. Yeah, and I, and I like how Middleton went back to his role of playing off Giannis. And, they, you know, similar have that similar amount of touches, but Middleton doesn't need the ball as much as Giannis needs the ball. But I don't know if you notice it, but that boy Giannis is playing like his career depends on it, like, you could tell he wants the ball more now with these past two performances. That's that's been insane, man. Two two back to back forty pieces. Like how you feel yeah. about him taking control, man? It's, it's like Scotty said. He he's not afraid to look bad. You know, he's a guy. He wants the ball in his hands. He don't care that he's a bad free throw shooter. He knows the only way he's going to get good is if he's actually put in those situations. You know, and he plays hard, maximum effort. You know, I, I think the thing that impressed me most about this game is that, you know, he actually got into scoring position and then demanded the ball instead of wanting to bring the ball up court. I hate that, you know, so because, because you know, when he gets in the paint, nobody can stop him. You know, you can't even really put a center on him because he's too quick. So we, we know what Giannis is. I think the question, you know, really was did they have enough around Giannis in order to compete? Because the Suns, you know, they, they've been playing perfect basketball, you know. So you really were going to need Middleton, you know, Andrew Holiday to step up. And uh, game three, they did that. Yeah, in particular, Drew Holiday, man. Because I don't know if you've seen that stat as far as just his efficiency was on par with Eric Bledsoe in past years. So he literally wasn't doing anything that you could 
really point out, like, you know he plays tough defense, but even Chris Paul or Devin Booker, they was getting off in the first two games. He made it difficult on them, but, like, it's yeah. the difference between making it difficult and actually slowing these guys down. Like, they still were getting buckets in an efficient manner. So that that's going to be key for the rest of this series is whether you get, I, I want to say, 18 to 22 out of Drew. He has to average that for the rest of the, the series for them to push this out to a possible game seven. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, I, I, I think I, I think he can do that, you know. So I, I, I'm I'm a Drew Holiday guy. Like I think he can do a lot more than what the Bucks, you know, ask of him. Because a lot of times he's like off the ball, standing in the corner, and you know, like you said, if they're going to do anything, it's going to be predicated upon whether he can be an elite player. He has to at least score 20 points. It can't just be you know Giannis and Middleton. Or Giannis and Lopez, it's Drew Holiday is going to have to be a focal point of that offense. They don't run plays for him, you know. Like when he scores, it's it's kind of like you know, uh, not a lot of time on the shot clock, and he just you know makes something happen, you know. So if they got to figure out a way to actually get him involved in the offense, the same way they get Middleton and Giannis involved in the offense, because he's an offensive threat, you know, and. If, if you're not swinging them the ball and stuff, I've seen a couple of possessions where Lopez will look them off. And I'm like, that should never be, you know, <laughs> uh, a possession where like Lopez, like the ball is swinging and Lopez stops the ball to look off Drew Holler. Like that, that ball got to keep moving, you know? And I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a, a big, you know, Mike Budenholzer guy. I don't think he's a good coach, you know? So he has to find a way to like really get Drew Holiday involved because even the game tonight, those were just shots that Drew Holiday decided to take. Yeah. Like it wasn't a play drawn up for him. And if he doesn't take and make those shots when the Suns had that crazy run, they cut it down to four, they could have lost this game. Pretty yeah. much. So, pretty much. If it yeah. wasn't for his clutch shots and a, and a few other key moments, because they had those two big runs in the third and the fourth to where, you know, they pulled away. Suns came, came back a little bit, in particular the, the run you're talking about. So, they, yeah, he has to be. He has to be the third guy, the guy that they brought him in to be. Like that's what he was supposed to be, and he he can't he can't not show up, man. Like it, it has to be something. But let's let's talk about the Phoenix Suns and and kind of what you saw from them in in this game. Like I was in particularly disappointed by Devin Booker showing like ten points. Yeah. Like you can't you can't really have that as a as an elite guard in this league you know what I mean like and then Chris Paul man like you really didn't see Chris Paul's imprint on a game at all you know so th those guards don't go you you obviously uh, obviously see that Phoenix won't go yeah that Devin Booker he, he looked green tonight you know he looked like a guy that this is like like the, the the lights are finally starting to get bright and maybe he's starting to really realize what 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 what's going on it's like yo we're two games up in the NBA Finals, you know. This is his first playoff appearance. So he, he finally, you know, looked a little bit green, you know. So definitely a disappointment. He can't score 10 points and that Phoenix team wins. Like Devin Booker, he's in a position where, like, he has to score, you know, 25 points. Like, he he, he might need to be the leading scorer, you know. It's, it's, it's his team, 
you know CP3 is the leader, but it's not his team. He's not the future. Like that's Devin Booker's team, man. That's unacceptable from a star on any level. So he's definitely gonna have to step that up, be more aggressive. If the shot's not falling, get in the paint, get fouled. PJ Tucker's playing him physical. You know, you can use that to your advantage because you know he's gonna body you, fish for fouls. You know, he just he settled for a lot of jumpers. He really didn't test his mid-range like that. And, you know, he, he definitely has to do a lot better than that. I think Giannis shot more free throws than the entire Phoenix Suns team combined. And he shot well tonight, too, by the he way. Well he shot well shot tonight. Well. So, yeah, but um, made thir- I think 13 out of 16? Yeah, some, something crazy like that. And then he was doing it confidently. He wasn't taking as long to get into his, you know, normal set. It was just one, two bounces, boom. He was right up shooting it and, and confident as ever. But kind of back to the the uh, Booker thing, man, like I don't think he's it's not that he doesn't have that dog in him because he got P.J. Tucker into foul trouble. Like P.J. Tucker didn't he had I think he ended the game with about four fouls, but he he got to look at some tape of possibly what P.J.'s doing or how Kevin Durant approached P.J. Tucker, like let him play you really tough, but you still have to continue to put buckets up. And I think some of that Chris Paul thing to where you know how Chris Paul was talking about how the guys was like, come on, old man, like speed it up. Let's go. Let's get it going. I think some of that is going on, too, to where, you know, Chris Paul slows it down to the point where it is really a half court game most of the time. And I think you have the young guys that can get up and down that court and and get the game to move a lot faster than the Bucks want it to be played. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, when, when Aiton got that four foul, he came out of the game, that kind of changed, you know, what they were able to do. And you saw the Bucks offense really, you know, open up and be able to match, you know, bucket for bucket to kind of like, you know, uh, you know, ride out that run that they were making, you know, because uh, they cut it down to four. That's That was the game right there, you know. That game could have went either way. So, we can look at everything that the Bucks did and the Suns didn't do. It still was a competitive game. Like, you know, the the, the final score is going to be misleading. And, I mean, the Suns, you know, they moved the ball well. They had open shots. They didn't make them. Like, the only guy that was really hitting threes was Jay Crowder. You know, he played amazing tonight. And they just couldn't get anything from anybody else. I think Mikhail Bridges had less than 10 points. Um, Cam Johnson is still playing amazing. You know, so maybe they can look, you know, more into him. That dunk. uh, That dunk. Man, I thought that was going to swing the game right there. He climbed that damn tree, boy. P.J. Tucker, he a a real one for taking that. And and, and P.J. is the type of player that he's he's not going to let that affect him. But, yeah, he got smoked. (laughs) He got smoked. Jesus. So, with with that said, brother, who you – I mean, so moving forward, you said you kind of didn't really see anything that – that made you feel like the Suns weren't still in control of the series. What what is what do the Bucks need to do to even this thing up? And and how do you see Game Four going on Wednesday? The Bucks they definitely have to frustrate Devin Booker because if you frustrate Devin Booker, you basically take you know their big score off the board. CP3 can score, but you know that's really not his forte. And then you know when you think about Aiden. Aiton, he gets his points off of the actions of others. So if you could take Devin Booker off the board, then you got a great chance to win. You know, Giannis has to be a competent free throw shooter. 
because they're going to keep fouling him. He has to step up to the line. He has to knock him down. You know, they got to shoot at least 35% from three. If they can do that, then, yeah, they can they can definitely, you know, win another game. I just don't see Giannis being that great of a free throw shooter in a hostile environment. You know, the arena was super crowded when he was taking his shots. And, you know, they got a generous whistle tonight, to be honest with you. You know, if, if you remember back to that Lakers series, there were a couple games with Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker shot 16 free throws in one game and 18 free throws in another game. And he hasn't shot more than five this entire series. Well, not in any game in the series. Right. You know, so uh, if they do those things, then they have a great shot to win. I just don't see them being able to do those things, you know, because cause Devin Booker's an explosive player. And he hasn't had that game this series where he just goes crazy. He really hasn't had a, 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 a good, efficient game since he went crazy on the Lakers, if you yeah. look at his stats. He hasn't had to either, you know what I mean? Exactly. You know, because Mikhail Bridges has been playing out of his mind. Aiden's been playing out of his mind. Like, they've been getting contributions from everywhere. So, you know, on a night like tonight where the others aren't bringing it, you got to have it, you know what I'm saying? So Precisely. I, I look for them to bounce back. Man, I just don't see Booker playing this poorly again, and I don't see Giannis shooting that well from the free throw line again. Hey, there you have it. So I'm I'm kind of wanting the same, man. I, I think that home crowd advantage is definitely going to play a factor in game four. And I think Giannis is going to have to continue to do what he's doing, 35 to 40 get, uh, points per game, uh, dominate the boards. If they get these guys in foul trouble, you've seen what happened with the little lineup that Phoenix trots out there. They be patient and get Giannis the ball in easy situations, not let him do that dribble, 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 then try to, you know, get in the lane, which he's great at. But if you just, he's simply 6'11", like give him the ball and let him go dunk or get fouled. And it's going to work one of two ways. You're going to get some key guys off of Phoenix roster on that bench because they're going to be in foul trouble or Giannis is going to hit a lot of these free throws and get some confidence going there so either way it's a win-win for me so I got the Bucks winning game four and then from there I, I really can't call it I just got to see the temperature of game four to really call call this series yeah I, I I actually like Phoenix to win game four and then I like them to finish it in game five you know I I, I kind of think you know and of course I don't know but I, I kind of think subconsciously you want to end it on your home floor you know, and you know that game three is the game where they're going to come out with the most fire. You know, like their backs are against the wall. And now, you know, when they kind of, okay, you know, we beat them pretty easy. We can catch our breath. And then, you know, game four, you just punch them in the mouth. You're like, nah, that's not what it is. You know, like Phoenix has just looked like the better team, to be quite honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you what know, I, I fear. Like, that's what I fear, too, in game four to where, okay, we caught your first punch in game three. Now let's see what you do when the game is back and forth all game. And we know Chris Paul, we know Booker, those guys are closers. If Aiton can stay yeah. out of foul trouble, hey man, that, that's that's the key to the game. They Jamani gotta coach them up, and I'm sure they'll be ready come Wednesday. I, I can't wait, man. Part of me as a fan, I just don't want it to end so quickly. So I'm hoping for a yeah. Bucks win. <laughs> 
You know what yeah, I mean? Look, I'm not ready for baseball season quite yet. You know, look, the USA we, we team. NBA action, man. Right, we right. The USA NBA. team losing to Nigeria. I can't take That's it, man. I was, about to say. <laughs> I was like, yo, we lost tonight. I think Mike Brown is coaching Nigeria, man. I'm like, yo, y'all lost to Nigeria. I love, I love Coach Brown, man, but come on, man. That's unacceptable. But shout out to the U, uh, U19 team, though. They did beat uh, France uh, tonight so or yesterday. So that's a good I, one, I, man. I, I, I do want to say this, though, man. Like, I've been really, really impressed with Giannis, man. Yeah. Like, if, if, even if they lose, it's definitely not going to be because of him. He Like, he's... He's shown the improvement. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, but that's like, what you want, right? Like you, if you, exactly. if your superstar, if you go in and go down, you got to be like, okay, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. And I think that's, yeah, that's what you get. You need to get a little bit better. I don't even think they need better players. I just think they need a better coach. Quite frank with you. But he had a play where he, uh, he did, he did his little patented spin in the paint and you can see, uh, the Suns kind of make that two man wall to take the charge. And he passes it to, to Pat Connaughton for an easy layup. Yeah. And I'm like, if Giannis does that on a consistent basis, Oof. he is unguardable. Because <laughs> you can't keep him from the paint. No. All you can do is try to get in his way and hope you draw a charge. And but you're going to commit. You're going to commit. You're going to commit to the drive. Yeah. If you don't commit, he's going to duck on you. You know, like, he looked like Inspector Gadget out there when he does. He's go, go, Gadget. Yeah, he just does that thing like that. It's like, you can't, what can you do? Not, not a damn he thing. Added the, he added the George Gervin, you know, Iceman layup to, to to his gag, his bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, it's it's just so much improvement that, that he's made. You know, if, if, if he gets a coach like a Greg Popovich or somebody, man, yo, bruh. <laughs> It's, it's, it's over it's over for the league man it'd be over for sure but james yo man i appreciate you uh coming in talk some nba finals talk man but before i let you go man people need to know what type of uh incredible lyricist you are and where they could go find your music man so he's not just james just coming on for the podcast you can check out his uh prior um episode where we interviewed him on his new EP, Prodigal Son, but can you tell us a little about where they can find your music and then kind of what you got coming up? Okay. Um, yeah, you know, um, my, my latest EP, Prodigal Son, is on all streaming platforms, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. You know, it's even on YouTube, so look me up there. Um, on Twitter, it's James, James Flames at twitter.com. So uh, just just check me out, man. And 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 coming up, I got a I got quite a few EPs coming up. I'm working on a an EP with uh my OG Kill, you know, dope dope producer out of Philly, I believe. And um, I got an EP coming up with uh, Man He out of Virginia, you know. So and he's deployed in Japan right now. So shout out to Man He, you know. Um, just trying to do my thing for real, for real, man. Just check me out, you know. You gonna hear from me soon. You're here for me. Absolutely, man. We we can't wait. So, like I said, and thanks, man. Um, we'll, we'll check you out. Check out his music, Prodigal Son. The weather report is fire. I guarantee, guarantee you guys won't be disappointed if you're a hip hop head in any fashion, man. So, um, with that said, I'm Cash, one half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast team. We're gonna move on to a little bit of uh, Snow Allegra here in this next segment. So, y'all, y'all, y'all stick with us on the music front. Yo, we are back after three weeks of our mid-year music review. We covered hip-hop, 
R&B, the most overrated EP, LP. We covered all sorts of stuff, rising stars. And after that, I know we just needed a break. We just needed to cover some R&B and get back to just music that, that we enjoyed. So the last two weeks we had her. She dropped a dope project. But today while we're here. It's to discuss that Snow Allegra, man. What a, what a beautiful body of work. So we're going to get right into it. I have a guest co-host with me. It's the homie, Mia. Welcome, Mia, to the show, people. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, she is a music lover just like us. So she's filling in for Mr. Prez. Mr. Prez is still moving into his humble abode in Orlando. So he'll be back next week or the week after. It just depends. You know, life is coming at him fast. But luckily, I have a lot of cool homies that want to fill in and talk some music. So um, let, let's get right into it, me. I mean, Snow is, is one of those artists that when she drops, you know she's going to have you in the fields. It's a 45-minute album, and, man, I found myself riding around this thing, and I probably shouldn't be thinking about old things, but she just has me in the fields the entire, the entire time. So I'll, I'll kind of leave the floor to you in terms of just, like, immediate results because it just came out this past Friday. So what's your immediate feelings about the project? Uh, it's a vibe. I'll say listening to it, it's sexy, it's toxic, but it's real. And so very toxic. It. <laughs> <laughs> it starts off with indecisive, you know what I mean, to where she's just it doesn't even seem like she's hurt by being indecisive. It just seems like she's in a good space because she just has that that voice that just settles you. And then I was like, okay, cool. This is a, a good intro. It's not too in your face. But then when she switched the beat, I was like, oh, yeah, we, we might be <laughs> we might be in for a treat because she went into that. You know how when Drake goes into those 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 beat switches and then it gets like really moody and eerie and then you're like, mm -hmm. I don't know what he about to say, but it's about to be something dope. <laughs> it's about to be something dope. So, I mean, so. I mean, let's talk about messy. Let's talk about toxic as far as this this project. Why do you, why do you feel that way? I give you way? toxic. I give you toxic. I won't give you messy because, okay, if we go with indecisive, like you said, it comes on. It's real cool. It's lyrical. And it's real poetic. She's all birds in the spring. And are you coming back to me? And then, like you said, the beat drops. And it's basically like you're missing him. But then he hits your phone. And you're like, wait a second, I don't have time for you now. So she just kind of goes off and I'm feeling it. And then right towards the end, she's right back to in her feelings and a part of me still wants you. It's just, it's toxic. Very, very much so. Very much so. So much that I, I was left confused, but entertained by it. So moving on to the next track, Lost You, is where this is Snow at, at home. Very... Mm -hmm. This is what I know her for. And, and I like her a lot because she can get you in those moods, like I said before. So like one of the lyrics off here, she was like, um, what she said, I won't hold the past against you. When you hold me, I, I forget to. I can never draw the line with you. No. So basically. There's times where she may let her significant other at the time back in because 
She's lost without him, her. I don't know who she loves, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, I'm just saying. But yeah, man, this is one of those ones where I was like, yeah, I, I'm digging, I'm digging this track, and I'm liking what's happening so far. What do you think about Lost? You Lost You was one of my favorites before the album even dropped. I used to just rock with Lost You before, but it would definitely put you in your feels. But when you're coming from a woman's point of view and you hear Lost You. Like you said, I forget to, I'm, I'm not going to hold the pass against you, but this is my question for you. Who's wrong in this song? Because she starts off, you're a stranger, was it a lie? Where's the love? Then I lost you, I'm always love you. So did you lose them? Did you let them go? Like, where exactly, what, what are we doing here? But I love the song personally. It speaks to the crazy, I feel like, in all of us. Yeah, and that's that's left up into the interpreter, you know what I mean? Or the person receiving it, rather, left up to the person receiving it because she leaves that that part out of it, whether she was the reason for the relationship failing or, you know, or not. So with that said, I thought it was a thought it was a good reintroduction to her her sound. You know what I mean? She didn't stray too far what she normally does. So I, I rock with it. But um, we don't we don't have to go through each and every track here. I just want to hear like what's what's your immediate thoughts on just the the songs that you like the most off of it. Indecisive, we already talked on. Um, Lost you, just like that. That's one of my favorites, just because it's hot, it's passionate, and it kind of fits right into this album. Because I mean, let's be real: when you are going through a breakup, what's one of the first things that you start to miss? So this is just one of the ones that just fits right into it. It's got her sound. And I got with that one, Tangerine Dream. That's another one where it's just up to the interpreter. But yeah. I love that one because, I don't know, like that one was, it kind of felt like classic snow, but just, it was a vibe. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, as she got towards the end of the album, she started, like, just let just getting you in the feels like she normally does. Like so Dying for Your Love was another one. Taste was another one. And you don't even really need to describe what <laughs> taste is about. <laughs> so she was definitely just letting it fly there in terms of I want what I want when I want it. Similar to how dudes do the same thing. You know what I mean? You know that. And she was saying something about she had has many different flavors, and I was like, okay, Snow, that, mm-hmm. you 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 talking to the fellas on this one as far as just you know you giving us that 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 seduction feel, so to speak. So I, I was definitely rocking with taste as far as one of my favorite ones, uh, but she had a, a odd feature, or so to speak, not a not a play on words, but she had my man Tyler the Creator on there twice, like. Mm-hmm. Did do you feel like on a snow project like before you heard it did you hear Tyler being on there with him I mean with her No I'm not going to lie when I first heard it cuz I think the first feature he was on was Neon Peach and it kind of threw me off for a second but I mean it flowed Neon Peach You know what I'm not mad at Neon Peach however this there's, there's a few of the up-tempo joints that she tried to play like so in your eyes the the neptunes produced one i was like mm-hmm. i like what she did with that and then when you got to neon peach i was like this is a little mm-hmm. bit 2000 yeah, still on that one 2000-esque cheesy you know classic rapper thing but 
I will say Tyler didn't disappoint in terms of his ability to get on a R and B track like that, and, and he's he's done it with people out of his own camp in the past, but it, you haven't seen it a lot. But I, we shouldn't really think that Tyler can't do it, especially when with his last album, Igor, he sang for majority of the album or had a lot of, you know, little harmonies in there. So that was, that was pretty dope, man. But overall, this is about 45 minutes. I think, um, dang, I hate to compare, but this is what we do when we listen to music. I think if, if her would have cut down a little bit on the amount of songs on the album, I would have came away with the same type of feeling. Because I like them both. I, know. I like them both. I like them both. Very I much. like them both, but her hit different. Her hit different than Snow. And I'll say that because Snow speaks to that. Snow speaks to all your emotions. Like typically when, you know, I was going through a lot of stuff before we got married. Mary J, that's where we went. Resentment on repeat, that's where we went. But with Snow, Snow lets you feel all the emotions. Like the true range of emotions that you have in a relationship. She's, it, it makes it okay for you to be through, but not be through at the same time. So I feel like with her, it just, it's, it's they're both dope, but they're dope differently, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes absolute, it makes absolute sense. Cause I like them both and just comparing, but like in terms of our attention spans, like we talk about this every week, like, you know, it's always good to find that sweet spot nowadays. Cause with everybody dropping a, 30 to 40 minute project you got to find that sweet spot when you're talking about keeping people attention because you may have the dopest project but i'll take that back that's my that might be more for our um rap you know what i mean but i think for r&b people sit with it a lot longer because you're not having as much quality come out every week so to speak, so the hers, the snows, the 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 scissors, who's coming next? Um, they they definitely hold your attention a lot longer because no matter how long it is, but I know for me, it's a tough listen to get through when I'm just like you know cleaning up the house and stuff like that. Like it doesn't take me an entire album, um, hour or so to get through that. So I mean, it it is what it is, man. But Overall, uh, Temporary Highs and Violet Skies is is a very dope project. I like that she, again, she's a writer. So you see her growth as far as writing in this. You also see her willing to go out and, and get different production. You know, you, you heard mm-hmm. the Neptunes on here. Um, you see Tyler, the creator, has a couple production credits on here as well. So overall, this is going to be a mainstay. We just did our R&B review. I would I, I would have snuck this one in if if we was doing it a little bit later, but this is definitely gonna be in my my highest of the highs when we talking about you know top whatever five ten of the year because it's a very strong body at work. So we kind of breeze by taste, but you know after you in the moment you you go to taste and you smooth things over like oh yeah for sure yeah yeah I mean you just gotta you just gotta listen to taste. I just, I mean, it's it's so fresh, it's so new. I can even pull the lyrics up to be honest with you because I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I, I I may remember a time or two I was in this uh, situation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She was like, I ain't trying to be <laughs> the one for you, 
but I need to treat it like it's the only one made for you. Exactly. So, hey, in the moment, it ain't about everybody else. <laughs> it's about what me and you is doing. And I feel that. I, I feel that when we're talking about taste, man. Um, And I can't wait to get a taste. It's like an appetite. T- like the hook, everything. It tastes. <laughs> Drop the vocals But hey. that's what it makes you do man You can't sing but snow will make you want to sing Yes you know, you can't, like. Yes yes on, on my, Yo this like I said man I, I The temporary highs Did you rock out to that one Or was Tangerine Dream Your Tangerine Dream was mine Temporary highs I'm not gonna lie You might not appreciate it But temporary high You know how you're watching YouTube And then the ad pops up And you can't skip it You just gotta wait That's how yeah. temporary high feels <laughs> But like, yeah That's what that was That's how That's how the Tyler joints One of the Tyler joints Was for me Not both of them I think I forget which one It was I think it was um Like It was, it neon, was neon Peach, Peach. It was Neon Peach yeah, I was I wasn't yeah. rocking with Neon Peach, but in the moment, yeah, I, I can vibe to that. Like I still, I still had to get through the latter half more because the latter half I like more. But as you, you know, you keep cycling. Really? Yeah, as I um, like probably from Tangerine Dream on down. Even we don't have to talk about it. Like what's what's understood we is we don't what's, have to talk about that song. Oh. <laughs> You ain't rocking no. with it. If passive aggressive was a song, it would be we don't have to talk about it. Right. But we don't all the time. Like as men, we don't have to talk about everything that happened. So I feel snow on that. You don't? You you would. you would you would talk, uh huh. You must be a talker. No, I'm not a talker. Actually I'm not, believe it or not. But this is my thing. When it's an issue, let me put it like this. If she's going to say something, that means it meant something to her. So what she's saying is, oh, this bothered me, but we're not going to talk about it. No, that's not okay. That that right there, that's the definition of toxic. Well, she says, you say you really want to see me. You're only two miles away. All I see is FaceTime it's ringing. FaceTime ringing. Yeah, right. the lyrics. Right. But we so, don't have to talk about it. No, no, because your actions are showing what it is. So why do we, why do I have to? Bring it up. Like what's what's done is done. Like I don't have to keep coaching you through it. At least that's how I see it from her point of view. Like you know what you did. We don't have to talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what else you got? What else what else was a particular lyric that made you, you know, be like, hmm. Well, I mean the whole okay, so the whole album is more or less a breakup where it's over, but it's not over. I want you, but I don't want you. But we didn't hit on everything because everything was the one true for real, for real love song on the album that spoke to the person that can make you feel all the ways that she talked about. Like she said on everything, I'm me with you. You make me forget about all the other ish I'm going through. You make me feel how I should feel. That's it right there. Like that explains why you will go through everything you go through with the person because that's how they make you feel. Right. And then it's it couldn't be more apparent. So you're talking about like verse number two. She's like, baby, don't slow down because I love how you're taking me places in my mind. See how I love the view from this side. It's my favorite location. Mm-hmm. 
No one can make me feel a couple hours away. Like feel the day, feel make the day feel like a couple hours the way you do. I know forever wouldn't give me enough time to spend with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. Man, like tell talk. Listen, before even before I think even before before you got married, did you ever have a, a rough patch before you you yes. got over the the broom and got down? So you've had these moments in verse two. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I needed so, this whole album. Right, right, right. And oh, I see. I don't need. I, I, I'm happy I wasn't in the R&B when I was going through my things. <laughs> like, I, I love Mary J. I love you know all of that. But like, I wasn't actively listening to R&B in my younger twenties because I would have been a mess. I would have been in there crying with my damn Hennessy in my hand, like a little. Well, you cornball. wouldn't have to worry about it because snow wasn't out. We had, like I said, we had Mary. But this is the thing. You pull up and Mary's playing, you might as well get back in the car or come back with some gifts or something because she in it. But yeah, man. Any you got any last takeaways for the snow? Nah, I just say save yourself, the very last one on the album, before you cut out. That's one of my top faves. So another reason we got Mia on here is I couldn't discuss this this show with, with a dude. I love Prez. He's not going to watch this show. The show is called Sex Life on Netflix. It's sweeping the nation. It's sweeping the nation. <laughs> Me. Yo, have you seen this, this show yet? Yes. Because remember, when we used to sit in that office, man, we used to talk about a whole everything on Netflix, Prime, me, you, uh, uh, Clark. I admit Clark. Like we used to talk about all these shows, man. But this sex life is insane. It's insane. Like, do you, like, just tell me what your your initial thoughts are. I know you don't like to watch these these series that are one one and done. But like, tell me what your yeah. initial thoughts. Oh, spoiler alert! Because there's gonna be some spoiler alerts here. So, what, what's your initial thoughts on on this first season? I'm gonna try not. I'm gonna try not to spoil it. I'm gonna try not to spoil it. I will say this for somebody who prefers to binge watch because is I don't really sit down a lot to watch TV, so I'm always moving. So for somebody who likes to binge watch something, when I do sit down, I cannot say that I finished this season upset that season two wasn't ready. Like I feel like they finished it perfectly. So for those of you who haven't seen it, go watch it because you're not going. You're not going to be fiending for season two because it ends good and it kind of keeps your mind running. But I don't know. Sex life opens up if you're married. I feel like if you're not married, you'll enjoy it, but not so much as if you're already in the mix and you understand the different dynamics of what the, the characters are going through. So let me put it like this. I'm going to leave it open for you to ask your questions and I'll just answer because I don't want to jump into it and give spoilers because, I mean, there's so much you can touch into. Billy's husband. What about him? He has to be the nicest guy in America. Nicest like ever. Like the restraint no. that he is he had when he met Brad several times. I don't know too many dudes that's going into those situations. I'm not having dinner 
with my wife from 10 years ago or eight years ago, whatever it was, I'm not having dinner to prove that you don't have feelings for him. And I'm definitely not going to that man's house conceding defeat. Okay, the conceding defeat, I was, I was, I was done. When he did that, I was like, Coop, you're trash, man. I can't. But before that, I can, I just, I don't know. I'm not a man, so I can't speak to it, but I don't understand why he would go there before he even had the conversation with his wife. Like you're, you're reading her journals, you're all in her thoughts, but you're not really talking to her. You're going to him for what? He ain't even did nothing. At this point, he hadn't done anything. What you mean he hadn't done anything? What did Brad do? What do you mean that Brad do? Brad... FaceTime the, the very the no 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 the very first time that Cooper went to his office, what did Brad do? Oh, Brad kept it a G. You know, I don't talk. You know what I'm saying? No face, no case. He kept it a buck. I ain't gonna lie, he kept it a G. I ain't say shit, but his his sly look made it seem as if there was something else going on. Like basically ask your wife. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's, that would, but come on, man. Everybody know what that mean. You know what I'm saying? He read that journal. First of all, why is she writing about Duke? Why? Why she can't write? Why can't she write? These are her thoughts. I don't understand. Why can't she write? Where, where, uh, where's Stanley at? In the room. <laughs> he here? He right now? He listening? No, he's not listening. Oh, I about to say, Kapoor Stanley over here and let let <laughs> and ask him. If you was writing in your journal about a prior person that rocked your damn world that did all this crazy shit to you, see if see see if Stanley feel a way about it. I think he would. I, I most certainly think him. he would. And I'll ask him. But this is the thing about it. She was writing. These are her own personal thoughts. She didn't reach out to him. She didn't try to act on these thoughts. It was an unfulfillment that she was not getting, and she wrote on it. It was her journal. These are her thoughts. What's Billy's husband name again? Brett. Um, Cooper. Cooper. The only thing Cooper's wrong for is invading her privacy. Now. And continuing to. And continuing it. to do it. You know what I'm saying? He's wrong for that because I've, I'm never looking at my wife's phone ever. If, if, it, if I ever got to get to that, it might be time to have some discussions, pull in some counselors or cut ties. I should never have to grab your phone to see what's happening. You know what I'm saying? So the second second he did that, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a wrap. You know what I mean? But how he reacted to reading it was the wildest yet most macho shit that that could happen. What do you think about it? Let me put it like this. The first time he reacted, I was here for it. The night out, trying to be spontaneous, I was here for that. But afterwards, him trying to mimic and do the same thing, no, like, take what she's saying and do your own spin on it is what I'm getting at. The Swingers House Party. Was Tell me uh, how you feel about the Swingers House Party and what went down. Do I have to? <laughs> it was so I'm awkward. Yes, you do. No, I don't. It, it was awkward because it was unexpected. Because of all the, the, the way it all played out, you just didn't expect Billy to be the one to get cold feet. I mean, for, Cooper was upset. Cooper had a lot of things going on. Like, I'm here. I'm just, it, just, it is what it is. So he was, was, like, up, he was upset 
he was upset, so he 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 got him some, you know, hands on your her. knees, hands on your knees. Okay. I don't know. There are some things that Cooper did that I didn't agree with. And Maybe. The thing, what, what what are the some thing things with his he did? Boss, the thing with his boss, I don't, I can't. What, sleeping on I a can't. couch and telling him how he feels about his wife? That's something wrong? Yes. How so? Because oh, he, please, please tell because, me. Please tell me. Because he took it there before she went anywhere with it. Before any of that, it was just a journal. Okay, then she bumped into him at her best friend's house. And then, let me put it like this. At the end of the day, regardless of how Billy felt, regardless of what she put in her journal, no, regardless of how Brad may have rocked her world, every pass at her, she shut it down. So this is something that was in her past. It's not like it happened on him. This was in her past, and she's reliving it because of an unfulfillment that she's not getting. So how does it make it right for him to go find somebody new just because she's has she's having thoughts of her? Like I don't that no, the two don't the two don't no. The fellas is gonna kill me on this. But what I will say is for any other woman besides your ass, they're gonna say <laughs> she was emotionally cheating with that journal. These are it's okay. Does just because, it make it okay. Right if she just no, 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 no. Does it make it right for her to think it? Is it okay for her to think it and not write it down? He never would have known if she hadn't wrote it down. So is it cool for her just to think it? No face, no case. Yeah, just think it. Don't write it down. Don't write it down. No. Nobody, nobody wants to be presented with that shit. Most, most, most dudes. Most dudes. Most dudes is Carl Thomas with it. If they getting cheated on emotionally. Or physically, I don't want to know. They don't want to know that. They don't know. They don't want to know that. And let alone don't read her journal. But why would you put that out there? Would you write a journal? Not enough. There's nothing I didn't want him to read. But see, but this is the thing. Because what you're not asking is how I would. How would you react to a journal? How would you react to a journal of your significant other writing the most? wildest fantasies that happened with some uh, actual person that you was that he was with and now and you know you don't do none of that shit you know i would have a conversation that's my point i would have a conversation with him to figure out what is going on with him she wanted to talk and here we go back to snow he's like we don't have to talk about it and there's the problem because she wanted to talk she wanted to dive into what he read and he kept brushing it off things thinking that he could fix it by trying to be this person that he's not when all she wanted to do. Okay. Let's, let's figure this out because the first time it was cool. It was spontaneous. But then the second time when he's trying to make this move and it's not the same, you can't, I mean, I'm not a man, but I'm going to put like this from a woman's perspective. One man can't do what another man can do. So you trying to fill his shoes. Like, no, do you, but do what you can do for me. And that's what she wanted from him. And he was too busy trying to be bread. Let's flip it to Billy though. Let's flip it to Billy. Was Billy wrong for pleasuring herself from a picture from Brad? That's the first question. Second question, was she wrong for watching Brad and her best friend smash? Like, was she wrong for that? When did she pleasure herself to to Brad's picture? He just sent the picture. She didn't do nothing to it. It wasn't just when <laughs> her best friend. I, 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 must be, I must be wrong there. But it, her best friend... And Brad got it on, and she was sitting there in the baby room. 
<laughs> I scared the baby. She was in the baby room where she where she wake up in the middle of the night, breastfeed the baby. Like how how trash is that, man? Like you over here, I feel like you defending Billy. You okay with the journal? You know what I'm saying? I'm okay with she. I'm you okay a, with you her not physically cheating? I'm, 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 she didn't physically I'm, get, I'm because I'm, she shut Brad down. She never once was a positive towards his approaches. Not once. Not once. When until he, episode eight. Me, well, you know that we ain't talking about episode eight. We talking about the season. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler <laughs> alert. We told you at the beginning that was happening. It's eight eight episodes. Go watch it. It is crazy. Yo, that, yeah, man. It, it was crazy, man. I, I I was into it. I was into it, man. I, I this is not something I normally watch. I'm lying. I'm lying. I watch this kind of stuff all the time, man. This is my this is my loving hip hop. ATL, New York, like you know, I dibble and dabble. I ain't all this is serious. Your pleasure. Yeah, I ain't all serious all the time with the shows. You know what I mean? So you gotta switch it up every but now. But this now. wasn't even a ratchet show, though. No, this it was, wasn't. This, honestly, this was real life. I like. I, I think that's what was good. This was me. real this life, was real soft life. porn. That's what this show was. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. You can't really live life without it. So I'm just the point of the matter is, is that. I don't know. You just you can't condemn Billy for her thoughts. I'm mean, that's just where I'm at with anything she did outside of that. But you can't condemn her for having thoughts. For sure, for that's sure. Like I telling the man he can't look at a stranger on the street and she got like no, you can't do that. Yeah, and most dudes ain't gonna say oh, shorty fly when they walk past and they and they got a girl. You know what I'm saying? Or they got a wife or whatever. Like unless y'all have that type of relationship to where you walk past and you be like oh she look pretty and 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 he can say, oh, yep. You know what I mean? And, and nobody feels a way about it. You know what I'm saying? So, but in this case, man, I think Billy was out of pocket and she started a spiral of deceit and a web of lies from that journal. And then ultimately, I don't know where it's going to go on season two, but uh, they only did eight episodes. So I know they they had to shoot more. They had to walk out of that executive room floor like, oh, we got one, we got one. Or, oh, you got Mia. You know, all you gotta do is you put you put it on out there like that. This an easy sell. What do what do we what do we like to watch? Killing, uh, drug dealing, murdering, and sex. That's what most people like to watch on TV shows. And documentaries, educational documentaries. You do oh, that well. That yeah, you do that well. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. But Millie wrong. You you are allowing her shenanigans. I'm not sure why, but No, tell me what she's wrong for. She started it off. That's what she's wrong. Okay. So basically women can't have thoughts. Women can have thoughts, but mm-hmm. you gotta get up out of there, man. Or have these conversations with your significant other if that's the life you're going to and choose. And what if he don't want to have a conversation though? He and wanted to have. What we he, keep. She left. Wait, she, she left. She left. Oh, her husband at the uh, recite. Was he at a recital or he was eating ice cream? They was eating ice cream together. Are you? Are you all the way in season eight? 
No, I'm in season, I'm in episode seven. I mean episode eight. No, it was seven, eight. One of the two. They was eating uh some fresh yogurt or ice cream together. Mm-hmm. And Millie took off like Jackie joined a cursey. Oh, yeah. Millie took off like Jackie joined a cursey <laughs> back to Brad. She ran that a was couple city. Eight. That was the very last one. She ran a couple city blocks back to old dude. Okay, but can we talk about episode one to episode seven? We know it was getting she's it. like, no, we don't. But let's put it like this. If we know it's going to get, we, we knew it was going to get there. The one thing I would say I was disappointed by is we waited all season for Billy to finally get with Brad. We waited the whole season. And she comes to the door and it goes off. Why you do me like that, Netflix? <laughs> I was I was mad, too. I was mad too, but it's gonna bring me back for sure. For sure, I'm, I'm coming back oh, yeah. to watch. I'm coming back to watch because these are things that even the the prissiest of the prissy people or the most private people don't like to talk about. Like, look at some of these people. They they up in the suburbs. They're his one of his good friends at work. They were into mm-hmm. doing it, doing their thing outside of their marriage just to keep it spicy and. You would be none the wiser. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of people out there like that. And, you know, if that's what you went to, that's what you went to. But I think this was a very real depiction of things that happen in people's lives. You know what I mean? In their marriages. And you you just may never know. This was just just happened to be some examples on film. So um, it, it's it's interesting to me. I, I, I rocked with it. But anyway, y'all let us know who who was wrong. Brad, Cooper, Millie, the boss. Billy. <laughs> Billy, I keep saying Millie. Billy. Billy. You do, but it's okay because I'm you can just leave Billy off. Okay. <laughs> y'all let us y'all let us know in the comments, man. So Mia, yo, I appreciate you coming on. We got Snow Allegra. You talked about my guilty pleasure show. So I know you did press proud, so press will appreciate it. But yo, Mia. I can't let you go without you telling the people. You just you just not a friend filling in. You you a friend about her business. T- tell people a little bit about what you got going on with your YouTube channel and your IG and what you just recently started. So if you go check out my YouTube, it's Mia Reveals. That's the channel. And that's just where I, I come and I drop all the financial education that we didn't get going through high school and even some stuff, you know, that I learned in college that I just feel like is very beneficial to help us get through and navigate the real world. And I did just launch my own personal financial advisement services. So for anyone who wants to take that information and apply it to their everyday lives, I'm, I'm, I am that coach that sticks with you the entire way through. And I tell my clients all the time, you might not like me now, but they always come back and tell me they love me and they thank me because I help them get to their goals. And I mean, that's the whole point. We definitely didn't like her when we worked together in the past because that's how we became homies. But she on it when it comes to finance for the people that need a little bit more believing. Give them your credentials because, you know, people like to hear credentials. Okay, you're doing the finance thing. But how exactly are you you qualified? I mean, they can go look at your website. They can go look at your website. But I know they want to hear from the horse's mouth. No, I feel you. Um, I've got my bachelor's in economics, my master's in 
uh, accounting and financial management. I've got two professional certifications. I'm a certified defense financial manager with acquisition specialty. I'm a professional budget analyst. I am a DOD financial management cert level one. I have my level two cert here in a couple of weeks. And I am going to get back into my CPA goals. I haven't really spoken on this, but just because I'm going back into the actual financial advisement side and the personal side of things, I like to have everything I can to give every give the people what they need. I want to give you the best, so I'm going to be the best. Okay, so if you're listening to this on audio, you can reach her at Mia underscore reveals underscore YT or www.miareveals.com and look a little bit more into the services that she offers. Hey, Mia, I appreciate you standing in because it's always a little awkward with me and Prez is talking R&B between two dudes, but we, we get it done. But this, I appreciate you stepping in uh, for the snow review. We love to have you back when, when that scissor drop or another dope R&B album that you're feeling, man. So, so you guys take care. I know you over there in Florida and during, you know, the storms and stuff like that. So you guys stay safe and uh, tell everybody uh, hello and, and, and um, you guys be easy. We'll do you too. All right. Peace.